This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. And Aguna, a woman whose husband had either left her without a get or disappeared, once came to Reb Yitzchak of Neshchiz, the great Rebbe, and asked for a bracha to find her husband. Reb Yitzchak, he sat for a second, turned his eyes towards the heavens, and then looked at the Aguna and said to her, Be'ezat Hashem, the Almighty will help you on your way back home. Now it hadn't been easy for this woman to get to Reb Yitzchak, because she had many kids at home, and she had a job, and she had to save up money in order to travel the three weeks to get to the Rebbe and ask for this bracha. She left her children with someone else, and here the Rebbe says to her, Bezat Hashem, Hashem will help you on your way back home. So in the beginning, she was traveling as quickly as she could because she wanted to get back home. But then she realized that the Rebbe had said to her that Hashem will help on the way back home. He didn't necessarily say that Hashem would help her, when she gets back home. So with a little bit of time left, she started slowing down her journey because she still hadn't found any hints as to where her husband had gone. And she made it a custom that with each town that she passed through on the way back home, she would sit on a park bench somewhere in a central location and look around and see if maybe somebody would come over and give her a message or by some chance she would see her husband. And so it was on the entire walk home, she would sit down on a park bench and look around. And after a day or so, she would continue her journey back home until finally, after many weeks, she reached her hometown. And she felt a little bit of despair because the Rebbe had told her that Hashem would help her on her way back. And here she was, she had reached her hometown and still there was no hint as to what happened to her husband. So she decides before she heads back home, she's going to sit on a park bench, as was her custom, right in the center of town and see if Hashem would help her in that way. And as she's sitting there, people in the town who knew her, they started coming over and saying, no, how did it go by the Rebbe? She said, Bezat Hashem, the Rebbe's bracha will come true. And then word got back to her children, who came running after her. Mama, Mama, they were so happy that she was home. (laughs) They said to her, Mama, why don't you come back home? She said, ah, children, I love you so much but I'm still waiting for the Rebbe's bracha to come true. The children, they didn't understand, so she told them, the Rebbe told me that Hashem will help me on the way back home. And since I'm so close to home, but I'm not home yet, I'm waiting to see the Rebbe's bracha come true and see how Hashem is going to help me. So eventually the children got tired. They went back home. They knew their mother was back, so they felt happy and confident. And as the sun is starting to set, this woman starts to feel a sense of despair. Really, how could it be? She traveled all the way to the Rebbe and all the way back home, and so far, nothing happened. Just then, there was a group of Polish soldiers who came to a local inn right near the bench where the Aguna was sitting. And one of the soldiers, he tied up his horse and then went inside for a drink. And after half an hour or so, he came out and sat down on the bench right next to the Aguna. Being a religious woman and a modest woman, she moved far away from the man sitting on the bench. 
And the soldier, he looks over at the Aguna, and he says to her, You know, once we used to be close to one another, but now you're moving away from me? And the woman looks over at the soldier, and she says, Oh my god, it's my husband! I don't understand! What's going on? Now in the meantime, there were all of these people coming and saying hi to the Aguna, welcoming her back home. Her kids, of course, had come. Neighbors had come. Everyone in the town knew her. And now a crowd started to gather. Because they knew that she had gone to the Rebbe to get a bracha, to find her husband. And here, her husband is sitting next to her on the park bench, cleanly shaven, not looking at all like a religious Jew like he used to be, in a Polish army uniform. And everyone's trying to understand what's going on. So the woman looked at her husband, and it had been many years since she had seen him. And since he looked so different, she said to him, You know, you look exactly like my husband, but maybe you could just be somebody who looks similar to him. I mean, my husband wasn't a soldier. Tell me, what are the names of our children? And he named off all the children. And then he named all of her relatives and described the home that they had lived in before they moved to this town. And it was clear that he had identified himself beyond any shadow of the doubt. She said to him, well, how did you end up as a soldier? I don't understand this. So he said, listen, I left you and the kids. I started traveling around. And one day I was in a city and someone told me I could make money by becoming a soldier. So I joined the army. I didn't tell them that I'm a Jew. Shaved my beard, cut off my payas, threw away my tzitziot and kippah. And here, I've been in the army for many years now. At that moment, another soldier came out of the inn. And he was pretty drunk at that point. And when he came out, he started arguing with the Aguna's husband, saying, Hey, are you the one that messed with my horse? And the Aguna's husband, he said, What are you talking about? I didn't do anything to your horse. He said, Sure you did. I saw you. You want to take my horse. Are you trying to steal my horse? So now the Aguna's husband, he stands up. He pulls out his gun. At the same time, the other soldier pulls out his gun and shoots the Aguna's husband right there on the spot. Uh. The whole crowd is shocked. (gasps) They couldn't believe it. Everyone's trying to understand what happened. And in the meantime, the poor Aguna, she passes out right there on the park bench. In the meantime, the head officer, he comes out of the tavern. And he sees there's a dead soldier on the floor and another one holding a pistol. And he has the other soldiers arrest the soldier who shot the other one and takes the Aguna's husband, throws him on the back of a wagon and rides away. The Aguna in the meantime had woken up and she's looking around and the crowd is around her and she said, I don't understand what just happened. What happened? So somebody in the crowd said, listen, you have a whole crowd of witnesses here who saw your husband, and he identified himself beyond any shadow of the doubt. And now we know he's dead, so you can be released from being an Aguna, and you can get remarried now. Come, let's go to the Beit Din and get this declared. So a group of men head over to the Beit Din with the Aguna. They give over their testimony, and the Beit Din gives her a document that she's released from her marriage, since her husband had been identified, and he was now dead. And even though the woman still had questions about her husband, She hadn't seen him in a long time. It wasn't like there was any love between them at that point. She really just wanted to get a divorce or somehow be able to get remarried. And here, miraculously, just like the Rebbe had promised her, it happened. After waiting a few weeks, the former Aguna could not help but have to go back to the Rebbe and ask him exactly what had happened here. And even though, again, it was a long journey, she went to the Rebbe and she asked Rebbe Yitzchak to please explain to her this crazy situation and what had just happened with her husband. So Rabbi Yitzchak, he sat there 
in his room. And he said, my dear woman, the truth is that your husband had died many years before. And I could see with my heavenly vision that you were actually free to remarry. But since no Beit Din, no rabbinical court, is permitted to pronounce an aguna, free to marry, on the basis of the holy vision of a tzaddik, I asked Hashem to find another way for you to be released from your marriage. And so Hashem agreed to bring your husband's soul back into a body, just for a short amount of time, so that there could be witnesses in order to free you from your obligation to your husband. And that's what happened. And just like I told you, Hashem would help on the way back home. Thank you so much for listening to these stories. If you know somebody who still hasn't heard of the Hasidic Story Project, you know what they're missing out on. Please make sure to share a link with them, either from the website, HasidicStory.com, or from wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And of course, make sure to leave us a review and five stars. It makes a big difference in the charts and more people will see the podcast and be able to listen to it. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to sharing our next story together.